Ah, sweet land of liberty. Our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinach. You know, religious liberty battles in America have long primarily centered on public schools and the role of religion or what's permitted or not permitted in public schools. That seems to be where the battleground for so many of the Supreme Court cases has taken place. But today's story is one that really is over the top. And here to tell about it is Chief Litigation Counsel at the Liberty Council in, in Orlando, Florida, Harry Mehat. Harry, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us on Freedom's Ring today. Hey, thanks for having me with you. So, our story is about a seven-year-old student in Los Angeles by the name of Caleb. What on earth did Caleb do that was so offensive to the authorities? Well, uh, Caleb uh, managed to somehow uh, draw the ire of his uh, principal and even the local police because uh, his family ended up with a cop on their doorstep telling them that Caleb could not share Bible verses at school during lunchtime, during non-instructional time, when, when kids are free to talk about Superman and Batman and whatever else they want, Caleb now was being told by a police officer that he could not do that. And so we can back up and, and sort of start at the beginning. By all means, we need to do that. Yeah, that was the crime that uh, that he was accused of. So uh, in, in any event, uh, Caleb's mom... I'm sure a seven-year-old uh, bringing Bible verses to school and reading them with his friends over a you know, roast beef sandwich, that, that really is insidious. That is a threat to what makes America great, I'm sure. You can forgive my sarcasm here. Well, uh, yeah, apparently the, uh, the schools are quite content to hand out uh, condoms and all kinds of other uh, violent, perverse things. And uh, apparently the schools have uh, succeeded in, in, in controlling and banning all of the other actual and real contraband and dangerous items because now uh, they're devoting their energies with the assistance of the local police to stamping uh, out uh, Bible verses at, at lunchtime. It really is that ridiculous, and, and the more we talk about it, the more ridiculous this will become to, uh, to you and your listeners today. Okay, so Caleb is obviously from a Christian home. Yes, he is. And he's in a public school in Los Angeles. That's right. And so what exactly was he doing there at lunch that the police came to his door? mother uh, begins to send him uh, little notes with uh, encouraging thoughts from Bible verses, uh, you know, stories about Joseph and, and other biblical characters that uh, were inspirational and encouraging in nature. Caleb was reading these at lunchtime uh, over his uh, roast beef sandwich, as you say, and uh, inquisitive kids uh, around him uh, said, hey, Caleb, what you reading? And uh, before long, they were all uh, listening to Caleb read out loud these notes that his mother would, would pack him. Now, 
we have to emphasize this is free time. This is time when kids can get together and talk about whatever they please. These particular kids wanted very much uh, for, for Caleb to share these messages with them, and he was very happy to uh, to oblige them to, to do so. And how was it that he got a visit from the police? Well, uh, even though uh, no one was uh, complaining about this, teachers got wind of uh, Caleb's conduct, and uh, uh, actually the way they found out is uh, another seven-year-old kid uh, went to the teacher and said, Teacher, I heard the most wonderful story uh, at lunch today. Let me tell you about it. So, <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't like some kid was was uh, offended or horrified. You know, this was all uh, very much um, a voluntary activity for all the kids until the teachers and the principal found out. And, of course, as soon as they did, their automatic reaction was, wait, separation of church and state. We can't allow this to be happening in a public school. So uh, they bring the hammer down against Caleb. And they say, Caleb, uh, you cannot uh, do this. And, uh, of course, Caleb was very disheartened to find out. And he went home and uh, shared uh, uh, the news with his parents. And uh, his parents, uh, when they heard that, uh, wrote a nice and polite letter to the teachers, educating them on the law and the Constitution, and telling them that as long as kids were free to discuss other non-school matters, then they could not censor what Caleb was discussing with his friends. So, uh, she sent uh, the letter to the school so that they could not uh, basically say that they're acting out of ignorance, but the letter was not successful in uh, restoring Caleb's rights. The school stood by its uh, decision and initially told Caleb and his mom that uh, if they wanted to hand out uh, Bible verses and Bible stories, they would have to do that over by the schoolhouse gate sort of at the, at the exit of uh, the property. And uh, so even though they didn't like this, Caleb and his mom decided to, uh, to comply just in the interest of, uh, of uh, being good, uh, good citizens and, and going along. So they proceeded to the schoolhouse gate, and uh, after school, all the kids now were going over there to see <laughs> what wonderful stories uh, Caleb... Uh, was was having to hand out today, so the the the, the process continued uh, unabated, and uh, the school was not successful in uh, nothing out uh, uh, these these Bible verses. So now the school sees this having uh, uh, or taking place. What do they do next? They go to Caleb and his mother after school one day and say, "Well." Uh, remember what we told you that you could sit here and, and do this? Actually, we, we were wrong. Uh, you can't do this anywhere on the school property. You got to go over there, you know, on the sidewalk, on the public sidewalk. They essentially evicted them out of the school property altogether, and uh, they politely were going to comply. But just in case they, uh, they missed the point, that same evening, Officer Friendly knocks on their door at their house to make sure. Was that really his name, Officer Friendly, or are you just calling him that? 
I'm just being a little sarcastic uh, with, uh, with with you and your listeners this afternoon. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he was friendly enough. You know, he, he wasn't there to arrest them, but he was there to educate them and to deliver the message from the schools that this kind of activity could no longer take place anywhere on school property. Now, you're a lawyer telling this story from a religious liberty organization. Did you guys file a lawsuit? Well, we uh, haven't filed a lawsuit yet because we're working with uh, the school. I think they they understand and they realize that what took place here is uh, not only uh, morally reprehensible, but actually outright uh, unlawful and illegal under our Constitution. And so we're we're, uh, working with them to educate them and to see if they will choose voluntarily to do the right thing and to, to, to vindicate Caleb and to make sure that they won't uh, do this again to him or to others. Um, if that doesn't happen, we, we do stand ready to, uh, to take legal action uh, to protect Caleb's constitutional rights. Well, if it does become necessary to file in court, I hope that you will reach back out to us and let us tell a follow-up story to this, because... This is one of the more shocking episodes of just flagrant hostility to religion that I have heard in a very, very long time. Well, you know, it, it sure is. And, you know, the reason that I know about it and that now you and your listeners know about it is because Caleb and his mom had the courage to take a stand and, and actually have read the Constitution and they know about their First Amendment rights. But just think about how many uh, other folks this might happen to when the cops come to your door and knock on your door and, and tell you that you can't do something. You know, that chilling effect is, is there and that intimidation is there. And uh, so, you know, undoubtedly um, uh, that was the, the intent here. And we're just thankful for, for people who understand their rights and know their rights and are willing to take a stand like uh, Caleb and his mom. Well, I I hope our listeners will take away from this story an appreciation that religious freedom is not just restricted to home and church. Religious freedom goes with you when you go to school, when you go to work. The, you know, our organization, the Church State Council, our primary um ministry has to do with employment discrimination and those who suffered religious discrimination in the workplace. Your organization takes on a, a lot of different religious freedom issues. Um, there's so many different kinds of issues that arise. And I hope our listeners will recognize that you know there are groups like yours and ours that are ready uh, to come to their aid when uh, we see this kind of hostility to religion and to religious freedom in society. Well, absolutely. You know, the Supreme Court has said time and time again that students do not check their constitutional rights at the schoolhouse gate. And so, you know, there's a lot of talk out there these days about the uh, so-called freedom of worship. And there are those out there who would be quite content if they could relegate Christians to having freedom of worship within their churches. However, our Constitution, our First Amendment, does not grant us freedom of worship uh, it grants us freedom to exercise our religion and exercise it not only within the four corners of our churches, but to exercise it in our schools, at our workplaces, 
in those corners of society where God has placed us. And so we at Liberty Council are committed to ensuring that Americans continue to have those vital First Amendment rights upon which our uh, society and, and, and nation have been built. So, you know, if if I'm hearing you correctly, you would share my view that uh, the Supreme Court has not kicked God and religion out of the public schools because, after all, Caleb is free to bring God and to bring the Bible in these Bible verses and share them, at least not during class time, but during lunchtime in a public school. Isn't that right? That's absolutely right. You know, Caleb may not be able to participate in a prayer led by his teacher, but Caleb has all of the constitutional rights uh, that he needs in order to, to go to school and to be a Christian at school, uh, whether it's before school, after school, at lunch, uh, whenever he is not engaged in actual classroom exercise, he can be a witness to those around him. I'm reminded of the old saying that as long as there are math tests, there will be prayer in public schools. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Our guest today has been Harry Mehet, Chief Counsel for Liberty Council out of Orlando, Florida. We've been talking about an unusual case where the public school sent a police officer to a home of a seven-year-old public school child to tell them they can't share Bible verses at school. Harry, this has been quite a story, and I appreciate your being with us on Freedom's Ring today. Thanks so much. As we close, we want to remind our listeners here at Freedom's Ring, we don't just talk about religious freedom. We offer help to those suffering religious discrimination. Check out our legal resources page at churchstate.org, churchstate.org. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Reinach. Until next week, let freedom ring.